0: invincible, undeniable, and soon to be three-time Super Bowl champions, welcome to the Indiana Chiefs Fan Podcast, where we talk about our favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. I am Golden Jay, and with me is the man. They call him the Chief. Well, we call him the Chief. Phil Jordan. What's up, buddy?
1: Hello, everybody. It's been a busy week in the NFL. If you haven't been paying attention.
0: Like I said, last pod, man, I have learned more things along the way this season than I have <laughs> ever known in the past. I, my brain is so full of information that, um, it's seeping out of my ears and confusing me. Yeah, brain diarrhea. I do have brain diarrhea. The, the problem is, is that, uh, you know there's so many rules and regulations on what they can and can't do and and when you drop down to this 53 man roster and and then you have to wait 24 and wait for these guys to go through waivers and yep. and then you can sign them to your practice squad and oh my goodness it's so intense
1: yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yesterday I was uh, finishing up work. Well, I wasn't quite finished and uh, I looked up at the clock and it's at uh, three 15. Okay. And I'm like, Oh, darn. Let me go to the NFL.com really fast right now. <laughs> and, uh, or KCChiefs.com. I went to both websites to see what happened because that would be 15 minutes past. Cause it was four right. Eastern. Cause I was like all hyped up on this. I watched Quite a few shows, you know. Instead of watching the news like I normally did, you know, right? I was watching, you know, football anal- analysis analysts, sorry, and uh, you know, looking at what they were saying about our team, other teams, you know, potential trade candidates, and it just got my my blood pumping. Saying, "Man, I know our GM Beach usually pulls a, you know, rabbit out of a hat." You you know, three to four days after the fifty three man roster. So I'm waiting to see what that is.
0: Well, I don't, I don't know what exactly he's got in mind. I know that the 53 set and as, as, as of this recording right now, it looks like our practice squad is, is looking pretty solid. I'm not going to lie, man. When I logged in yesterday to look at the 53 man roster, I was shocked at a couple of the moves that they made. The couple of things that I thought were going to happen didn't happen. Right. And a couple of players got cut that I couldn't believe it got cut. Not that, you know, I don't know any better than, than, you know, your average Joe Smo, but I was just surprised at some of the moves they made. But Whoa. today those moves got reconciled in my eyes. So, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't want to, I don't want to get too much into it right away. I want to talk about the 53 man roster. I want your thoughts on it um, and we'll go from there. Sound like a plan?
1: I don't make plans. I just participate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no plans it, being made. All no right. plans being made. So uh, we
1: got to get this out of the way, though, there, Jeremy. We
0: we got to get it out of the way. All right, let's 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 get it out of the way.
1: No, no, the golden egg in the room. We got to get the egg out of the basket here.
0: We it has to be done. It has to be done.
1: What exactly is that behind you?
0: That right there, if you can see that, it's right here, right there. See that? it's beautiful. <sighs> as, as you can see, well, I'm just going to reach back and grab it. Hold on. Did yeah. you, you pull your box up? Yep. I'm just going to reach out here and grab this real quick. At the Golden Football, and Phil's got his two right there.
1: All right, you show one set, I'll show the other, okay. All
0: right, there it is right there. This is our gift from the Kansas City Chiefs for being 2022 season ticket members. Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, a little, I, I'm a little worried that he's bouncing his around, getting fingerprints all over it. <laughs> just,
1: just on just on the edges here. I'm being oh. real gentle. <laughs> yeah. And and the reason why they sent them out um, kind of correlates to a previous podcast where we did the history of the chiefs. Right. Um, I know we didn't spend a lot of time on Arrowhead, but the first game was played in Arrowhead in
0: 1972.
1: Correct. So these, uh, Footballs that they sent out to the season ticket holders are commemorating the 50th year of Arrowhead.
0: Yeah, baby. The Big Five you O.
1: Know, yeah, which happens to correlate to my Big Five O this year.
0: I well. know, right?
1: <laughs> it's like the fifties presents just don't stop.
0: No, no, they it, just keep coming.
1: Yeah, it keeps giving and giving. But <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, I was jealous. So. Jeremy received his football (laughs) on Saturday. Um, He was bragging about it at the campground. uh, I was. And I'm thinking in my head, well, we're going home Sunday. Surely it's going to be sitting there waiting for me. Mm -hmm. That's a big fat zero. No, no. But happily on Monday when I came back from the store, sitting out on my porch was one arrowhead drive. and I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I was DJing a wedding on Saturday night and I get a picture of the address, you know, the address label. And I'm like, Oh, but I actually waited. I waited in, until Sunday morning. Everybody was up and we were around Chico come over. Uh, we recorded some spots for the call guys and for golden image podcast. And, um, and then we come inside and I'm like, okay, we're all here. Let's, uh, let's open this box and we all all three of us you know Sarah Aww. wasn't here but all three of us actually opened the box and looked at it together so it was pretty it was pretty it was a moment it was, it was a almost, beautiful moment it's
1: almost like Christmas morning
0: it was so so much like Christmas morning <laughs> so No, I
1: like- I always look forward to the gifts you know um you know as if you go out there and Google, you know, chiefs gifts, you know, um, there's some people pretty sour in the Carl Peterson day or Carl. Uh, Carl
0: yeah, you're right. It? Carl Peterson. Yeah.
1: Carl yeah. Peterson. <laughs> there's people out there saying I never got shit.
0: <laughs> really?
1: So, you know, kudos to the chiefs. Um, they've been giving gifts, uh, the season ticket member since I've been a member, which is 10 years now. So I'm pretty happy, you know, even though, you know, some of those years, they sh- should have used the money for the gifts for talent on the team. <laughs> but... <laughs> but so true. Anyway, I I, you know it's it's kind of nice. I, I I never really look around to see what other teams do to help out. You know, to commemorate their season ticket holders. But you know, um maybe that's something I'll look around just for giggles. But kudos, you know, to the front offices for, you know, continually giving us something for, you know, supporting our team, you know, by being season ticket members.
0: I'm just excited that, uh, you know, I am a season ticket holder now, and this is my first, yeah, thank you. Thank you. This is my first gift from the chiefs and to, to have that box come from Arrowhead stadium. It's just, it's, it's an exciting little moment in your life. So, oh yeah. I mean,
1: uh, Instead of me mealing gifts back for him, um, he finally got one in the mail.
0: I finally, Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I don't mind. And I did talk to my mom today and she's got our Kelsey um, cereal boxes waiting for us.
0: I am super excited to uh, to get a hold of a couple of those. Yeah, That's pretty so amazing.
1: I did get one for you, Jeremy. One for Gunner. Nice. So very nice, just in case they sell out. I mean, the Mahomes cereal went so damn fast. Um, uh, I, I actually had to buy one off of eBay for, you know, $10 more than it was worth. But right. to me, it's worth a hell of a lot more than that extra $10. So,
0: right. So what do you say? We stick that in the freezer for half an hour and then it's good to go forever.
1: I think it's a couple hours.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, right.
1: that's I Googled it last time and it kills any kind of parasite, you know, that might be in the box you know um right on and uh um and it preserves it so that way there you don't have to worry about opening the box and em- emptying it out or anything
0: well yeah well i don't want to open the box at all i want it to be sealed forever <laughs> well you don't want to tr- try the
1: mighty kelsey cereal you know breakfast of champions i might are add
0: y- are you gonna open a box and try it
1: I got an extra one.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm coming over. We'll you just got, eat it. We'll just eat it at your house. I and then four, we can, I, we got, can leave the boxes
1: <laughs> I got four boxes. Just right for on. that purpose. Cause I actually, the Mahomes I had to buy off of eBay. So um, this one, I got an extra box. You know what? We'll do that. I'll bring it out to, uh, well, yeah, I'll bring it out to the campground. Cause I'll have it before you go to the next game.
0: All right. Sounds good.
1: We'll have uh, you know, kelsey's power cereal
0: there you go we'll just sit down and have a beer and some cereal <laughs> and it'll be it'll be just like an episode of mash where uh, hawkeye pours the beer in the cereal. <laughs> that's just awesome I uh,
1: mean, classic i mean you know there's classic just classic that's all just I classic <laughs> uh, so anyway I, I know we're like jumping way off you know where we are what we're uh, going to talk about it, but
0: it's all good i do want to i do want to i do want to uh make one little note here before we get into the the roster um you know i just i'm just looking at the camera right now and i just i want to shout out to my boy colton or as i like to start calling you vanilla thunder that <laughs> <laughs> listen I don't have a problem with the Bears in general. What I what I have the problem is, is that they just seem to be squandering away all the talent that they've had over the years. And if you look at Nagy, which is where this conversation has kind of <laughs> been, you know, uh, just hitting on. I don't know that Nagy was really ready to be a head coach, but I don't think that he was given a grand opportunity. And I say that because the fans are, they're loyal, but they're horrific. All they do is bitch and complain about who's on the field. You guys have had great defenses over the years with Erlacher and and Mack and yeah, all wow. these things but you you can't get a you can't get a decent quarterback. I mean, you look at the the roster over the years with you know, you guys haven't done anything since Jim McMahon was there. You guys <laughs> got lucky to go to the Super Bowl in 2006 and then got your asses handed to you by Peyton Manning and the Colts, which is understandable it's Peyton Manning. But there hasn't been anything relevant in Chicago since 85. Outside of the defense. Outside of the defense. The defense, will, they can win you games, but they won't win you a championship. You've got to have a full team. You've got to have a team that's going to bring bring it all together. And they keep rotating coaches, rotating coaches. Lovey Smith was probably the most successful coach that they've had. Yep. He took them to that Super Bowl. But, you know, what about Dave Wanstead? <laughs> what about uh, uh, I? I had a list and I forgot my damn list, and it pisses me off that I forgot it. But you know, you guys have had Eric Kramer and Jake Cutler, and and it's just Rick Meyer for God's sake! You guys went and got Rick Meyer, and and you're gonna sit here and yell about Chris or Matt Nagy being the head coach and not the man you needed. You've got a long list of coaches that were that will never be great coaches, and. I hate to say it, but you guys got Pinocchio syndrome. Now, I just made this up. Pinocchio syndrome (laughs) is is that your hopes that you'll have a real team someday. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just saying maybe Nagy wasn't the head coach that, that was needed in Chicago to bring him back to life. But I think he got the wrong end of the deal because I don't think he would ever really stood a chance. I think the fans are too fickle and they've proven that over the years with their quarterbacks. You guys had tester or, uh, tester Verde. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You Guys may have had tester Birdie. I don't <laughs> even remember, uh, a Trubisky Trubisky, I think was a, a, a good rounded out quarterback and he has been named the starter in freaking Pittsburgh this year.
1: Wouldn't it be awesome if he just rocked it?
0: Oh my God, that would be the weirdest thing ever. Um, You know, they drafted him before Nagy was there. So you can't blame that one on Nagy. But it, as soon as he was there, they wanted him in there. And you need to take time and rest these rookies, quarterbacks. Let them learn the game. And it's the same thing with, with head coaches. You can't can't. Keep shifting head coaches every few years. Now, I mean, Nagy had what four years there, which you know probably is enough time if you're going to be able to do it, you're going to be able to get you know something going on.
1: Yeah, I heard one thing about that actually. Um, listening, uh, a new head coach typically takes four to five years to turn a team around. The first year, they're going to suck, the second yeah. year, they might get close to 500. The third year, they're, you know, a little bit over 500. And they say by the fourth or fifth year, you're in the playoffs and you got your team.
0: Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to give them a chance to build. In Chicago, they don't give them a chance to build. They rotate them in and out so damn quick. Yeah, and, and I don't this, know
1: how much control they have. You know what I mean? Um, right. The McCaskies are, you know, I, I don't know if they're how involved they are or how hands off they are. I don't know.
0: Well, that's my problem. I don't know that much about Chicago. What I do know is, is that. <laughs> when Chicago gets a good player and I, it doesn't mean it doesn't, it's not just the bears. You see it, do it with the Cubs. You see them do it with, um, the, the Blackhawks and, you know, all the other sports teams in Chicago, it just seems like Chicago gets a good player and then they trade them off for a bunch of draft picks or, you know, yeah. we get a bunch of players and, you know, we have one good player, but we'll get a bunch of other players and they just keep it. They, they, Take these Urlackers and these Macs and these and these guys and and they work them and they make them superstars and then they trade them off and to get a bunch of you know non superstars and I don't know it's just it, it, Chicago's always been weird to me as far as their sports teams and why they do that. The only one that really didn't do that, and maybe they have since, is the Bulls during their championship runs. <laughs> several which they had many many back-to-back with Jordan um you know they kept that team together and until he retired then it just all kind of fell apart but well I'd
1: say the same about the Blackhawks they had a good three to five year run with their players until they went elsewhere
0: right so but anyway Nagy may not have been the greatest head coach I didn't say he was the greatest head coach. I don't even know that he's the greatest coach, you know, for whatever position he was in. (laughs) I just think he got a raw deal in Chicago. I think he needed a couple more years to try to turn it around. And, you know, it didn't work out and it is what it is. So that being said, Colton brother, I love you, man. You know that, you know, we can go back and forth on IMs and podcasts all day long, but uh, you know, we'll get you on the old Indiana Chiefs fans here in the next few weeks and uh you can you can just dole it out all you want. <laughs> and but just remember it's the Pinocchio syndrome their Vanilla Thunder. Pinocchio syndrome. Hopefully you'll turn into a real team someday.
1: <laughs> we'll make we'll make sure to get that pumpkin pie haircut cutted freak on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you think you'll get that reference?
1: I don't know. I'm. That's why I threw it in there.
0: We talked. all right. All right.
1: I, I want to see if he uh, catches that. Being that he does the uh, um, hold on fall guys,
0: right? The the call guys. Call guy. <laughs> Fall guys.
1: <laughs> oh, hold on! No, no. The fall guy was who for the Bears? <laughs>
0: uh, Matt Nagy. <and> <laughs> there you go. Here. He was the fall guy. So here's to you Colton. I'm drinking to you buddy. Cheers. I love you brother. You know that.
1: <laughs> that was great. Oh.
0: All right. So there it is. There's the return from Monday's uh you know what if you you did you go watch it you you've got to go watch it on YouTube because Colton I, looks Colton looks amazing in a Bears hat. He should wear that hat more often to be <laughs> honest. Cause he ripped off his headphones, ripped off his hat, threw on and God all due respect to the great Walter Payton. I would, you know, uh, what a, what an amazing athlete, what an amazing person in the, in Chicago community. Gotta love that guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, if I were a Bears fan, I'd rip off all my gear too. And trust me, you know, we, (laughs) you know, as a season ticket holder, when we had castle and, you know, uh, uh, Oh gosh. Speaking of people who shouldn't have been head coaches, uh, see, I've already put them out of my brain. Todd
0: Haley. Yes.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, I yeah. wanted to throw all my stuff away too, but you know what? I didn't,
0: I don't remember what season it was. Uh, once again, Kansas city goes into the playoffs, blows it in the first, in their first game in <laughs> the playoff. And I was so pissed because once again, here we are mm-hmm. you know same old scenario over and over again you fight all season long you know you're a nine and four team you know ten and three you you skip into the you just slide underneath the radar to get into the playoffs and then you lose the first round or we fought hard and we end up with a first round bye and lose to the colts you know or, that was or, just or, a standard or, or denver or, or Denver. But I remember after that, I don't, like I said, I don't remember what season it was, but I went through and I ripped everything off of my walls <laughs> and I took everything down. So back in the day, probably that time period,
1: I would get so pissed. I would just go upstairs and lay down and take a nap. And, uh, <laughs> I would come back downstairs and, you know, to watch whatever game might be on next, you know, for the playoffs. And, uh, I, I, I can hear the wife whispering to the girls who were, you know, anywhere from eight to twelve at the time. Don't talk to your dad or piss him off. His team loss. <laughs> because <laughs> I turned into asshole. Um, oh, I was pre- I was pre- pre- pretty much the whole day, the whole night. You know, I
0: I was I was always pissed until they won the Super Bowl, and then after that, since then, I I am I enjoy watching them win yeah. or lose. I don't care. Well, we've been very fortunate, you know. Yeah. Since uh, since Mahomes came in, which, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Matt Nagy was instrumental in actually, you know, drafting Patrick Mahomes. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, but since we won it, I'm just a lot calmer. So because- I think. Because oh, I don't sorry. think I have that. I don't have that vision. Waiting for the win. You know, we we work so hard. We're so close. We got a good. We got a decent team. Maybe this is not. We're losing. We're in, we're done out of second round playoff. Well,
1: I'll be honest. The castle years just made me numb to any loss. So I don't right care. On. Right on. Yeah, you know, during a game, after a game, the first few minutes, I'm like, damn it, we lost it, and then, huh, what's on next? Let's see who's playing. You know, yeah. move on. You know, yeah, uh, so.
0: But like I said, we've been very fortunate the last the last few years is our win-to-loss our win, our win to loss ratio was way, you know, way lopsided. We definitely won more than we've lost. And we've lost some key games, you know, Cincinnati, New England, yeah. both those AFC Championship games. I mean, we could have been to the Super Bowl four times in a row.
1: Yeah, no, they were actually talking about that on uh, talk radio the other day, um, which brings me to another point that okay. I forgot to mention early on when we were briefing before the podcast. Um, so NFL.com, I think ranked Patrick at number four overall in the top hundred. Okay. And Kelsey at 10. Okay. ESPN on the other hand, ranked Patrick number one. And so what about I'm Kelsey? Sticking, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. I got interrupted. <laughs> um, it just sticks in my head. Uh, But, uh, you know, I'm going with ESPN on that one. Uh, You know, uh, he's got, you know, this lead into the 53-man roster. You know, he's got new guys to play with, you know, to get familiar with. You know, there was a throw to Juju, you know, in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he thought he was going to go long, Juju cut it short, you know, which would have been an instant touchdown, you know. Right. So once they work out some of those kinks with the new guys and, those who got to get on the 53 man roster. I mean, I think, you know, game two or three, I hope, you know, at the latest they're in, you know, on the same page from every position. I do not want another slow start. I don't want a one and four start again. Right. That was horrible last year.
0: It was, it was, but they turned it around, which they is, did. you know, which is why, what, what they do. They, you know, this, this particular team, you said it right now, they've got to get their chemistry together and, yeah. you know, the practices and all that stuff is, is what it's all about. And you've seen it in, um, the first, uh, the first two preseason games, them actually going out there and just working well together, slicing through those defenses and Washington. And I mentioned this earlier, you know, Washington's a damn good defense. Yep. You know, they, they've got some really good superstars on that. I mean, Chase Young wasn't playing that game, but the first string defense for Washington is something that Washington should be proud of. I agree. And, but Kansas city, you know, uh, uh, our starters, two series, two touchdowns.
1: And I might add that, you know, playing against the bears, we did the same thing. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, oh, wait,
0: no, now that doesn't count because that was a, um, that was an ass whooping that Chicago oh. to <laughs> us and we should be, uh, humiliated. And, you know, I, I can't remember <laughs> what that, what all that said, but
1: yeah, I know. Uh, you yeah. Know, once, our, once our third and fourth stringers are in, you know, they finally scored, but, uh, I'm just throwing out out there for your buddy.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I know. You yeah. Know, but um... so I, I did have Gunner cut my rant from that particular episode because <laughs> it was a little over the top. And it wasn't, like I said, I don't have a problem with the Chicago org- organization, you know, Yeah, Um yeah, I, have, I have my opinions on how they deal with things as far as their players and all that stuff. But, you know, that's that's their team. That's their that's their way to go. So I like Chicago. I always root for Chicago. Um, I don't root for the Colts. Sorry. No offense. No offense to all the Colts fans. I don't root for the Colts not gonna happen i'll root for detroit i'll root for detroit like a madman but you know that's just (laughs) that just seems like wasted energy i think most of the time or rooting for cleveland (laughs) that dumpster fire of a um the homeless the the homeless guy did actually uh set that fire from what i hear oh my (laughs) god he was trying to keep warm over there in cleveland oh by the way uh speaking of uh you know chico is actually in pennsylvania he is going to stop uh in cleveland and pick the homeless guy up and drop him off at Colton's. <laughs>
1: oh it's priceless so
0: uh yeah colton you're getting a new roommate buddy i just let this let you know it's a homeless guy um where's the number six i don't even know <laughs>
1: <laughs> which I believe enough is how many defensive backs we have.
0: There you go. All right, let's get into this. Let's get into this 53-man roster, all De- right?
1: Defensive end, I mean, sorry about
0: that. Defensive, yeah. Let's, let's get into this. Uh, enough of uh, picking on Colton for tonight. Like I said, love you, brother. You know that. Um. So let's talk about this. Uh, uh, let's start with the quarterbacks. Obviously, um, painfully obvious, we're, you know, Patrick Mahomes is our number one. Uh, they kept three this year. Uh, I saw that. Did, did, how many did they keep last year? Do you have any idea? I think they I, had, I was heard it was I, only two.
1: I think they had two, but they had a decent backup on the practice squad. I was
0: that, that that was Matt Moore, right? Matt Moore yeah. was on the practice squad.
1: No, no, that was the year we went to the Super Bowl, and when they pulled Matt Moore out of a high school football coach, uh, yeah, yeah, he was a PE
0: teacher or something, something <laughs> weird like that. one. no, I thought that Matt was actually still on the on the practice squad for last year. I thought he was. I thought he, he might was still have been. A team
1: I'd have to look, but yeah, normally we only keep two active. I'm kind of surprised that they have three, you know, active, but um, they may must see something in Shane that. Shane you know,
0: Bouchelle, uh, he played well against Green Bay. Um, he did. Uh, he had a couple touchdowns. Uh, just, I mean, he it was very he worked very well. And don't get me wrong, you know, in my what goes through my brain.
1: So on a practice squad, you know, you can. I still think you can get someone, someone off someone's practice squad if you offer them a, a
0: you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wow, that, <laughs> that would go nowhere.
1: I think if you offer my contract, right?
0: There's like, some there. Yeah, I you, think there's you some can, caveat. Yeah, there is. There, there so is. So my
1: my gut, and this is just my gut, I'm going out here on a huge limb that might just break and fall on me and
0: break my ankle. But
1: he he might be on the life squad for uh, leverage.
0: Well, and that's uh that's kind of what the the rumor mill was. Is they actually last year he was on the practice squad and they thought maybe that uh uh this year because somebody tried to poach him last year out the practice squad and they thought maybe if they put him on the active or the you know the 53 yeah, man yeah. that n- nobody's going to swipe him up so well
1: they can but they're going to have to give something for him.
0: well yeah exactly but um so yeah so we're we're holding three quarterbacks Mahomes Chad Henney is our number 2 and then Shane Buechele is our number 3 so uh we're also carrying five running backs
2: but still, number still,
0: number five is actually Michael uh, Burton, which is our fullback. So that I mean, they just consider him as part of the running back crew. So, um, they're the big surprise, the big huge surprise. Are you are Are you looking at this? Are you you have it up in front of you? I have
1: it what, up in the, front of me.
0: What's the big surprise on this running back list? That Pacheco is not number two. <laughs> i think you're going
1: after ronald jones
0: i am going after I ronald jones I know so, i'm just messing with you i know you are so uh clyde Allaire, uh, edward Delair number one Jarek mckinnon number two uh uh the pikachu himself because he's electric that's right he we call him <laughs> pikachu because he's electric uh isaiah pachenko uh and number four is ronald jones jr i honestly um I honestly, uh, he yeah, must have
1: totally, just got the same thing I got. Yeah, <laughs> the Facebook I, I pop know
0: up. What it is? It just took me by surprise. I know. Um, uh, I I can't believe that he uh, made the roster. Honestly, I, I didn't think that that that, that was going to be a thing. Like I said, you know, that's why we're not coaches. Exactly. Well, he played extremely well during uh, during against Green Bay. He actually looked. Uh, pretty well i mean you know obviously he's playing against you know third and fourth string uh defenses but he actually looked really good in that green bay game he was he was up in his average what four or five a yard uh yards per carry yak yeah yeah i guess it won't be yak will it it's not yards after you know run after the yard well (laughs) unless they
1: throw my pass of course right yeah
0: But he, I mean, he looked pretty well. He looked pretty decent. So maybe that's what they saw in him. And he's kept him around for a reason. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. So Yeah. So there you go. And then of course, Michael Burton, the fullback is the number five running, basically the number five running back who will also be probably the number five tight end because uh, Burton can pretty much uh, kind of transition between the two. So we're carrying four tight ends.
1: That's kind of surprising to me too. So, was well, four.
0: that was that was the tricky part because you know we had several tight ends, and you know were they going to keep four? Were they going to keep five? That you know that was kind of the if they only ran two quarterbacks, they could have right. an extra tight end. You know there was all that. It makes my brain hurt just thinking about <laughs> it. Uh, well, but, I hope
1: I hope they do a lot of uh, you know double tight end sets. Then you know.
0: Well, but look at, so Travis Kelsey's number one. Number two is Blake Bell, but Bell is out. He is on injured reserve. So that's going to trade up some of the, they put him on there. They can put him back down on injured reserve, and then they yeah. can bring up uh, somebody from the, from the uh, practice squad and sign him to the 53 and then add, it's, it's so confusing how all that works, but. Yeah. If he's
1: on uh, IR at the beginning of, I think this actually maybe next week they can't come back till week four i believe right on give or take so, so so he's on at least four weeks
0: yeah so yeah uh bell uh noah gray and my my personal favorite jody Forson. i really like that guy i think he's gonna he's gonna be a monster and he's gonna be a nice offset for travis kelsey they look good really they good. do all right. So we move on. We have we we're holding five receivers, five wide receivers. Uh McCole Hardman, Juju Smith Schuster, Marquez Valdez Scandling. How do you like that? Or or MVS? <laughs> uh <laughs> Sky Moore and the the man Justin Watson. I think Justin Watson's gonna have a really good year. Yeah. I'm really excited well, to uh, see what he's gonna do.
1: Him and Sky Moore, you know, I, I think the more and more they play with Patrick in the offense, you know, especially this guy, you know, coming off a college team. Right. I can see him like mid season, just tearing it up. I hope.
0: Yep. Yeah. He needs, he needs a few games to kind of get under his belt. Don't expect too much from him right off the bat because he's going to need that experience in the speed of the NFL. Yep. Before he becomes what we believe he's going to become. So Give him, give him a minute. They'll get him. They'll get him going. And uh, yeah, but Justin Watson, man, coming right out the gate is just looking amazing. So yeah, a solid wide receiver crew, even minus Tyreek Hill. So I, uh, I, I, I don't have no problem. Yeah. I don't
1: even want to talk about Tyreek anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, talk, talking Ty- too much BS. Ty-
0: Ty- Tyreek is gone, and and we're over it. So. I can be okay with that. But yeah, okay. so that's our five wide receivers. Uh offensive line, um, Orlando Brown Jr., uh Joe Tooney, uh Creed Humphrey.
1: Which by right. the way, Creed is still waiting for his invite from Creed
0: to sing to go, with them. To go sing with them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fun fun fact in case you didn't know that.
0: <laughs> can he sing?
1: Um, they I think it was either Creed made a song about him, kind of fun, goofy song, I think.
0: Oh, nice. I did Uh, not know that. I'll have to
1: Google it again and ship it your way.
0: Right on. Uh, So, yeah, Creed Humphreys, (laughs) uh, Trey Smith, Andrew Wiley. And then you get into kind of the second string with uh, Gerard Christian, Nick Alagente, and uh, Darren Kennard and the Prince. Yeah, (laughs) just the name. Can you say it? Prince Tega Wangoho. one one oh you had me until you said something I should have just went uh, Wagahu.
1: I was close,
0: yeah, close <laughs> enough. I was closer <laughs> than your pick, Pikachu. He's electric.
1: Oh, I like the name, man.
0: Yeah, Prince. I, I've been thinking about I've been thinking about all this stuff, you know. I <laughs> will have to come up with something for for Prince Prince W there. Uh, we're going to keep four defensive tackles, Chris Jones, Derek Naughty, uh, Treshawn Wharton and Kalen Saunders.
1: I don't know much about the last two, so
0: I don't either, but, uh, I know that number one is a bad mamma jamma.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't do research on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we're taking six defensive ends. We're keeping those in Frank Clark. Uh, curious George (laughs) Kalaf. I did not get that right. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, (laughs) Dana, uh, Joshua Kadu, and McKeek Herring. Any uh, any thought process on that,
1: dude? Frank Clark and George Karloff.
0: Curious George or Furious yeah. George. See, We're gonna call it. He just him messed me right. up. I, used, I know, right? I
1: was good with his name till right then, but man, those two coming off the each side. Oh, That's
0: uh, havoc, boys. That's uh, havoc being uh, right right there.
1: I would hate. And you got Naughty in the middle. I mean <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think this defense is, you know, built to be a decent, you know. Um and I'll just say starting off middle of the road defense. Hopefully mid season again, you know. Um, you know, if we can get in the top 15 defenses i would be ecstatic
0: once again and and i'll emphasize what i've talked about in in the past podcast i just i don't need number one defense and number one offense i just need a solid balanced team
1: like i said i'll take middle of the road yeah which is you know 15 spots higher than we were you know last Last year year. (laughs) (laughs) or the year before for that matter Um, that is true that is true i'll take a middle of the road you know that that plays consistent you know, I mean, yeah, we'll give up a big play here and there. You know, I, you know, my my biggest fear, and I'm, we haven't even got there yet, is the
0: secondary. So, yeah, well, uh, let's talk about some linebackers. Looks like we're going to hold four linebackers in Nick Bolton, uh, Willie Gay, uh, Leo Chanel, and Dara Darius Harris. Once again, solid linebacker core. I mean, yeah. I know two of those guys from last year, and they were monsters. I think Leo's going to, once again, a lot like what we talked about with Sky Moore. Once he gets a a few games under his belt, he's going to just be a monster. I think he's going to be a great uh, linebacker for us. So, I agree. uh, Okay, here we go. So we got six corners. Legereus Sneed, uh, Trent McDuffie, Rashad Fenton, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams, and Chris Lamons. What are your thoughts on that, on those guys?
1: Don't know Chris at all. <laughs> I'll be honest. Lajarius Need looks solid in the. Uh, oh, here comes here comes the uh, silver fox. Oh dear Le- Need looked uh, solid in uh, uh, preseason, but you know I still keep thinking about last year. Or so Trent McDuffie, I think, is decent. Rashad Fenton, I think, is decent. So.
0: Well, let me let me run this by you with Trent McDuffie real quick. Now you know he he was the number one pick this year in the draft, and uh, he really hasn't been challenged this year because nobody's throwing nobody's throwing at him.
1: I know that was kind of weird. No one did that this year,
0: but you know he he's already out. He's already out on, on concussion protocol. I think is, that gonna pl- is that going to is that going to play into how he? is going to play for the rest of the of the season or i don't i don't think so I no think it,
1: was a, it was a fluke from well, the play.
0: I, I hope so i really do because i i want to actually see him defend some passes to be honest i'd like to see some people throw at him let's see what he can do
1: like i said you know I, i'm i'm good with mcduffie it's sneed is the one guy i know he's improved i just want to you know, I, I need to see him in a real
0: game. It, it's 50 50 for me with Sneed. Sometimes, yeah. you know, you watch it and he's, you know, amazing. And sometimes he just, he's he standing there with his thumb and his bum and you're wondering what the hell just yeah, yeah. happened.
1: How'd, how'd that guy get 20 yards behind you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and where the hell's the safety, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a tandem, you know, but uh, I hope, I, I hope, you know, you know, he's listed number one here. So, you know, yep. there's a reason um, yep. for that. So and
0: and as far as Chris Lammons go, uh, I haven't really like watched anything on him too serious. That, that's
1: why I said I, I I don't know anything really to be honest. Um, but
0: I don't know that he's uh. That, once again, I don't know that we're going to throw him out there as some elite player and he's some great player. But I heard he's not too bad and he's going to be able to hold his own pretty probably, well out there. So I'm we'll definitely looking at watching him in week number one just to see. Yeah. Uh, Looks like we're gonna hold four safeties in Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed, Brian Cook, and Dion Bush. And I'll tell you what, I I don't know uh, what you got to say about that, but that is a solid safety. I mean, that's solid. I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, I've always been a huge fan of Juan Thornhill. So Justin Reed, I mean, they're they're solid, man.
0: (laughs) And and Brian Cook, I know, was a rookie this year, but uh, you know, he he looked good. Yeah, he did. Uh, Deion Bush, the same way. I don't know that he's a rookie, I think he's been there a couple of years, but he's yeah. uh, you know, he's learning well and getting in the game going on. And of course, then we have the three specialists in Harrison Butker as our kicker, Tommy yep. Thompson as our punter, and uh, James uh, Winchester as our long snapper. So, hold
1: on, you left out one of our punters or kickers,
0: Justin Reed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what do you get that 64 yarder and you know.
0: Harrison oh. Bucker?
1: No, 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 no. Our uh, defensive guy. Uh, yeah,
0: Justin Reed. Yeah, yeah Justin yeah, Reed. Yeah. 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 So, he, yeah, well,
1: there, there should be a little asterisk right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> special, know, just... the, the specialist Justin Reed. Yeah. As of <laughs> Tuesday, that was our fifty-three man roster, and uh, we're pretty excited about. It. I'm pretty excited about that. So, right. as of today, we've we've pretty much set up our practice squad, and it looks to me like everybody pretty much did it today. Uh, I don't know. Is that something that they have to be done by a certain time today? Yeah. Cause otherwise people can uh, claim them. All oh, right. on. so yeah. it looks a- like uh, any,
1: anyone that's not on the practice squad who got cut is fair game.
0: And that's that whole waivers thing too. I don't, I don't know yeah. that I naturally understand the whole waivers. They have to it, clear waivers and all that. It
1: goes on, you know, kind of like the draft, right? Okay. You know, if we're way down the waiver wire you know based on our last year's you know uh, yeah where we finished
0: we finished in the afc championship game so we were like in the 30s or something Uh, yeah
1: so our waiver wire you know all the good good players but i think let's just and i'm hypothesizing let's just say we're tampa because we suck and we came in last place this year um (laughs) just throw that out there yeah there you go like that's Um, gonna happen by the way they do have the oldest roster in the nfl Um, tampa bay
0: does yes and we have one of the top 10 youngest rosters yes that
1: is correct but my understanding is let's just say some player came off of whatever you know he's the number one player and everybody wants him. tampa bay picks him up right right they're number one on the waiver wire Well, they go from number one to number to the bottom, is my understanding. So they can't just poach players left and right. Oh, gotcha. So it goes down the list until.
0: So whoever was number two, which would have been Jacksonville, you know, Jacksonville or uh, yeah, yeah. And then
1: let's just say no one claims them till, and the Chiefs want them at that point. They could say, "Yeah, we want them," and then we move to the bottom of the list. Is my understanding of it.
0: So you can pass even as you even if you're number one, you can pass on that player. Oh yeah. And oh, keep yeah. and keep number one.
1: Yeah. That's oh, my understanding okay. as well. And again, I don't Google stuff on this podcast. I go off of what I know, what I've heard. So Right.
0: That's why it's an opinionated podcast.
1: Yeah, we always throw that out there for all, you know, one day, (laughs) one day this is going to get a comment and said, well, so-and-so said this, and I'm going to go say, listen to this podcast at 22 minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah, there
0: you go. When I say. So we signed our our practice squad, which includes safety, Zane Anderson, guard, Mike Calido, uh, linebacker, uh, Zach, or Jack, I'm sorry, uh, Cochran, running back, Jermaine Alley wide receiver. This is the one that surprised me that we cut. We didn't, you know, maybe that was because we kept kept the kept the third quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. But uh uh Diarius Fountain. We and you know, we cut him from the 53 man roster. So he's on the practice squad, which is good for us because then we can bring him up if we you know something happens and we need him. I agree. Um tight end Jordan Franks um cornerback Nazid Johnson, defensive end, Azure Kamira, linebacker, Elijah Lee. We picked up quarterback Chris Oldican. Uh, Never heard of him. No, me neither. So here's the other wide receiver that, you know, that was kind of the juggling, uh, Chris, uh, or Cornell Powell that was the other one where i was like wait what we we go ahead and slice both of these we didn't keep one of them as our sixth uh wide receiver but he's on the practice squad uh center austin riddy uh defensive tackle danny shelton now didn't we just pick up danny shelton along the way here somewhere not just a few weeks ago
1: dude so much is going on I'd have to Google it and I'm not going to yeah. do it.
0: And uh defensive tackle uh, Taylor Stallworth. So <laughs> Taylor, that Taylor, Taylor Swift. it's not Taylor Swift. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, come on. I got to throw in a joke here. Oh my
0: God. Taylor Swift. We don't talk about her.
1: Oh, oh no! we're getting two people at the same time. Is
0: he, is he drunk? Is he drunk? Mm, well, he's, he's connecting. Been, he's connecting, been drinking.
1: Connecting audio.
0: He's so. been drinking. Oh, look at there.
1: Turn on
3: It some is lights.
0: the Chico Noe. Boy. He looks like he might have had a beard to you.
1: <laughs> Turn some lights on.
3: I know. I need some lights. It's really dark.
1: Yeah, you look like you're just in a vampire mode or something. <laughs> vampire mode.
0: He's in his twilight mode. Watch out. What's up, Chico? We just got done running through the fifty-three man roster and the fourteen uh, man practice squad. Nice. Um, nice. I did tell Colton, you know, my my thoughts and and you know feelings on uh, the uh, the Maggie. Yeah. Did you say suck it? I did not say suck it, but <laughs> Colton, suck it. That's right. <laughs> and now we got the Silver Fox. What's up, Daryl?
2: <clears throat> not much, and you.
0: Oh man, just uh, enjoying my. Did you see? Uh, did you see our uh, our footballs that we got for being season ticket holders this year? Yes, I saw yeah. that. Did you that, like uh, it? I do. I like that a lot. I'm pretty excited about it. How much do you like it? Uh, uh, not that much. <laughs> Twenty bucks. Oh, I like it way more than that. Thirty. Oh, way, way more than that. 10, how, about, how about your house in Texas? <laughs> My house in Texas. The outhouse
2: or which yeah, house? Probably just, just, the, just outhouse. the outhouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just the outhouse, right? <laughs> yeah, so,
0: what, what, Darrell, what you? you have been a, I mean, you are a long time Kansas City fan, Kansas City Chiefs fan. We were discussing, uh, what was it, last weekend? or in in the past, I know we've sat down and talked about it more than once. You were actually part of the chiefs early on. Is that correct? When they were still at the, what municipal, oh my municipal
2: stadium in 18th of Brooklyn, Kansas city.
0: Yeah. There you go. See, right. So tell me a little bit about that time.
2: Well, let's see. They came in 1963 and what happened is is that uh, all of a sudden Kansas city has a football team. No one ever heard of them. Nobody knew much about them. But most people like football. But anyway, to do some promotions, I got to see my first game on a basic thing called the the uh, <laughs> grocery store bowl. Okay. Okay. A company called Milgrams. All right. Which was at the time okay the number one uh, grocery store in the area. What they did was they did a promotion during preseason, and if you bought X amount of loaves of bread, they'd give you a ticket. So that's how I got to see my first Chiefs game. And that would have been in the uh, fall of 1963.
0: Nice. Now, is it true you worked the chains for some of those games? Did I hear that?
2: No, I worked for the Chiefs in security. From the time I was 16 until I was about 22 years old. Uh, All of those years were done at the old Municipal Stadium, except for the first year at Arrowhead. And then the following year, I moved to California.
0: Right on, right on. So did you ever meet the great Lynn Dawson back in those days? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Do you uh, you have
0: you have a favorite story with Lynn?
2: No, not really. You know, when we saw Lynn, okay, it was like, Hi Lynn, how are you? It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like coming up, it's kind of like coming up the ramp, okay. You know, and uh, you know, saying, you know, Clark Hunt, you know, what can I tell you? Right. But uh no, we we met a few of the players here and there, had some conversations, you know, they were polite and this type of thing. But I do have a claim to fame. Okay. Uh the longest game ever played at municipal stadium, or the longest game ever played in the National Football League or American Football League. That was the Miami Dolphins in a playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And because of a penalty, um, <clears throat> what, what happened is, you can see this actually on YouTube, uh, but, but because of a penalty, okay, uh, Gary, your premium was allowed to try to kick a field goal to win the game. All right, and this is the year after the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay, second time. And uh, so they put Ed Podolak, okay, and Morris Stroud, which were the two tallest players on the team. Uh, up against the goalpost. Now, before this penalty, we thought the game was over. So we surrounded the field like we did at every home game, you know, to uh-huh. keep the fans from coming on the game. So that means I'm in the back of the end zone. All right. And they said, Hey, turn around, Daryl, take a look. <laughs> they're still playing. Okay. <laughs> and wow. Okay. They're going to kick a field goal. And there's Ed Podolak, you know, and Morris Stroud and, uh, you know, at the goalpost. Well, the thought was if it a little short, they might be able to knock it down, that type of thing. But at any rate, uh, of course, you know, history, he kicked the, you know, kicked the ball through and uh, scored the, you know, field goal, won the game, the Chiefs weren't in the playoffs. But at any rate, make a long story short, as the ball bounced around the back of the end zone, okay, back towards the fence, I picked it up, okay? And, uh, it was taken from me by the officials and given me your premium, but at any rate, if you ever want to look at the video, there's that 19 year old kid, you know, <laughs> I think it's 19 or 20, uh, they in the end zone in a red jacket. And that was me.
0: Oh, right and on. Was, yeah. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> and, and by chance, did you, uh, uh, you just ran across that on YouTube. Then you were like looking it up and it was like, Oh, holy shit. There I am.
2: No, I told the story to someone. They looked it up on YouTube and sent me an email and showed it to me.
0: No kidding.
2: Yeah. Gary, your premium kicks feel go to be chiefs. Uh, You can actually do that. If you look there, you'll see me in the back, you know, in my little red jacket. I'm about six foot tall, you know, you know, brownish blonde hair. Can't miss me.
0: Nice. Nice. (laughs) I'm going to search
3: it right now so I can watch it later. (laughs)
0: There you go. Well, when you find it, link it to me, would you, so I can watch it later too. I will. I will. Uh, I'll laugh at it. Point point.
2: But at any rate, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, uh, we were fans in uh, seeing during the first Super Bowl. I was in high school and uh, I remember that game very well. Uh, I was 13 years old and the score was 35 to 10, and I cried. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, when they uh, played in the fourth Super Bowl, it was pretty exciting, just as almost as exciting as the last one. Really? Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, I'm trying to think back to, uh, um uh, all that stuff. It, 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 I got so much information in my head from all the stuff I've been studying with the priest with the preseason and the, and the 53 man roster, I'm, I'm drawing blanks on all my old history stuff. So you have to forgive me. Um, well, here's something. Okay.
2: The news people didn't pick up on the other day. All right. You know, the, uh, you know, the choir huddle, you saw yes. that the other day, correct. Yep. All yeah. right. I sure did. And they called it the choir huddle. And uh, that was kind of a chief's trademark uh, from the time they started in Kansas City uh, going forward. And that continued pretty well through Hank Stram. All right. Then after Hank Stram, that pretty well went away. But uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Vince Lombardi, who hated the AFL. Are you aware of that?
0: No, I did not know that.
2: Okay, well, you can look up some of his things. After the first Super Bowl, he said that the American Football League didn't belong in football. Okay, that the real football league is National Football League. Right, right. But uh, he made a off comment remark about the uh, choir. Okay, Uh huddle and say, that's not real football. Those are children playing. (laughs) Yeah, Vince Lombardi was not a um, a big supporter of the NFL. uh, You know, the the merger in the NFL. And that's all history. And you can look it up. He was very adamant. And he thought the upstart league was uh, not worth the time of day. And uh, he tried to prove it. And he almost proved it. Games one and games two. But then, of course, the Jets and Chiefs came back. And that was history was made. Right. Right. Long before your time
0: well just just a little bit i mean just um let's see maybe 10 years before me (laughs) gunner maybe a a lot more but maybe 20 you know 30
3: 35
2: (laughs) yeah let's put it this way here okay Uh, i was drinking beer during the super bowl all right so that's way before (laughs) your time
0: (laughs) oh yeah the good old days uh uh, I actually had a question, but I think I answered it. But I'll ask you because uh, so we played the Minnesota Vikings in, in Super Bowl four. Who was the quarterback for the Vikings at that time? Kemp. It, did Fran Tarkington come in?
2: Uh, I think it was ab- Jack Kemp. Wasn't it Jack Kemp? Or uh, Kemp?
0: I know it wasn't Tarkington. I kept thinking it was Tarkington yeah. and it was no. complete. I was wrong. No. But Kemp. Right on. But do you know when Fran come in after that? I mean, how much longer after that? Cause he's I have, still,
2: I, have I mean, no idea.
0: you're still looking at a seventies quarterback in Fran Tarkington, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Our, our nemesis. Okay. Went from the Oakland Raiders to the Miami dolphins over the next four or five years. And then of course, you know, we had the drought days from that point forward until uh, Marty Schartenheimer and then uh, Joe Montana. Right. And, uh, until those points of times, okay. It was kind of difficult, which by the way, um, I don't know if you knew it or not, but I lived in St. Louis uh, for a while and we commuted from St. Louis to Kansas city for all the games. Okay. And that was when uh, your friend Phil got to go to his first games. Oh, yeah. Cause we went in the RV and nice. uh, we got to watch Joe Montana
0: play, you know, from the Chiefs, and so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I try. I was, I was in Kansas city uh, when San Francisco came to KC. And I you know I couldn't afford scalp tickets to get in. so I actually watched it from the mall down the road. <laughs> That'll take you around.
2: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but it's a great time. I've been my team since I was 12 years old, okay? Uh, you know because that's the only team that I ever knew. Uh, I right. lived in Los Angeles. I had uh, I had Raider season tickets when they were in Los Angeles. And uh, one of the one of the games I went to was obviously a Chiefs game. All right, right, right. When I was there. And one of the persons said, Daryl, you know, you're not rooting for the Raiders. And I said, How can I root for the Raiders when the Chiefs are here?
0: Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Hello. And,
2: and I says, now when I'm when they're not here, I kind of root for them unless they're in contention. Since they're never in contention, it's never an issue. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, there was only one time that I actually ever rooted for the Raiders and that was the year they went to the super bowl and rich Gannon was the quarterback. Uh, you know, he had just left Kansas city, you know, he was, he was a really solid backup for us and, and I really liked him. I couldn't believe we let, let him go over in keeping Elvis Gerbach. But, um, I, that was the only time I ever rooted for the Raiders is when, uh, when they were in the Super Bowl and Rich Gannon was quarterback.
2: Yeah, well, you know, for some reason or other, okay, uh, Lamar Hunt uh, must have had some sort of thing going with San Francisco 49ers because every time the season would start, okay, I would say, oh, my God, they traded for another one of the backups.
0: (laughs) And then when
2: that one Then when that wasn't good enough, then we started picking on the New England Patriots and got their backups.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then we went back to San Francisco (laughs)
2: and got some more of them and all the retreads in between. Uh, So, and it's kind of nice this season here is because Denver Broncos, okay, are following the same pattern, which to my opinion is a very, very losing proposition.
0: Right, right.
2: Yeah. So they went to Montana then they tried to do something in between, get a franchise quarterback and now they got Russell. Okay. Who's on the, really the back end of the, his career.
0: Uh, You know, we, we've talked about that as far as Russell Wilson, you know, I I truly believe that, that he's still got something, but you know, unless you put players around him, you know, no matter how, how you've fuel that tank it there's just not going to be enough gas to to get them to where they need to go
2: i don't care who Have you money. are you play quarterback at 36 years old you ain't running away
0: <laughs> and that's true that's true but i mean if he's got nobody to throw to and nobody that can run the ball for him you know there's you know he basically just there picking up a paycheck
2: yeah well he hasn't done that well the past few years anyway in seattle in my opinion otherwise they wouldn't let him go
0: that's true can- that is very very true but you know I I like Russell Wilson. That's the problem. I mean, I've always liked him when he was in Seattle. I like him a little less now he's in Denver, but you know, that's only because I don't like Denver.
2: Well, it's not a matter of liking anybody. I don't dislike anybody in the National Football League, except for maybe Dick Buck is one time. Oh, but, you know,
0: <laughs> but, uh,
2: you know, for the most part, I like all of them. Okay. But the problem of it is when it's game time, I don't like any of them unless they play for the chiefs.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When it comes to be the, when it comes game time. It's all about the Kansas city chiefs.
2: Right. After the game, we can all say, Hey, let's have a cocktail Dick, you know, you know, or Russell, you know, come on over to the house, have some hors d'oeuvres and this and that other but before the game get the hell out of my house
0: yeah you're not allowed yeah you're not allowed in right. <laughs> oh any other cool history pieces you got for us there
2: no no not at all you know uh let's see let's hope that uh, you know before uh, the old grim reaper decides to show up you know we get another you know silver trophies in the in the case that yes. would be nice and um uh, you know, it's um, I, I watch everything that's silical, All right, and um, so I kind of you know because there's nobody else to look to. I kind of look at the Patriots, you know, underneath Tom Brady, and uh, how they had their on years, okay, and their off years. And how they lost a game or two by little or nothing and didn't return. But over a 10, 12-year period, which is pretty well how long we expect Mahomes to be a franchise quarterback. Right. You know, they cleaned up. So I think we got a lot more to coming and a lot more to go.
4: I agree,
0: I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Um, uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I I worry that we are going to be the next Seattle Seahawks, where we did back-to-back Super Bowls where you win one, lose one, and then just things just fall apart. But I have not been a, an excited for the season as I am this year. I think that beach went out and got the talent and is putting together a solid defense. And of course we still have a solid offense, even though, you know, we've lost pieces along the way. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to be, we're going to be really tough this year.
2: Yeah. And- well, so is the, so is the entire West. But see, one one thing that a lot of people don't look at, especially with New England Patriots, look at their division the past 10 years. Look at the win loss rocket record in their division. I mean, they get six, they get six games right off the bat. Okay. As a freebie before they have to win a game.
0: Right. Right. Exactly.
2: And you know, in our division, historically, it's always been a tough one. So see, I'm still of the firm belief. Okay. And I hopefully before my, I die, they make the real change. All right. That they, they take the top teams in every league, screw the divisions. That's oh, all right. On. Okay. So if you win 11 games, okay. And you're not in the playoffs. Okay. And there's a person in the playoffs with eight games. That's not fair football.
0: I, I agree. I agree with you just and that's because happened last yeah, year. Yeah. Well, didn't we, did, didn't, we have like a, 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 one point, a team that actually had a losing record that went to the playoffs one year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that was because the division was so poor right okay and uh you know so you know if you can win if you win eight games in one division you get to go to the playoffs and i don't think that's fair to i don't think that's fair to the players i don't think that's fair to the fans
0: i agree i agree with you because if even if you're uh the afc west and the top three teams are all you know um over 11 wins or whatever right yeah they should all get to go
2: Yeah, well the thing of it is, okay, you know what, you still win your division, but you know what? You're not in the playoffs. Sorry, Charlie.
0: (laughs) Here's your banner for winning your division. Now go home. (laughs) Yeah. So, so you
2: know, that that's the only thing that I would like to see, you know, changed. You know, other than fact that's well, you know, I don't I don't know how all these football players like Lynn Dawson lived to be eighty seven years old and play till he's thirty seven. Am I correct? and uh, play all those years. Okay. And under smash mouth football, take all those hits and everything else and survive. And now, okay, we got to change the rules because someone got a bruise, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Oh no. The mommy said I got a bruise. Yeah. It's football guys.
0: It it very much is, you know, you signed up for when you went out there. Yeah. So
2: anyway, that's about it.
0: All right. Well, let me uh before we before we get off here and, and hand this back over to Phil, I want your predictions for for the season. Um, Kansas City style, what do you think our record's gonna be? Uh
2: 17 games this year, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I sir. think we're I think we're gonna win 12, but I still think we're gonna be a wild card team.
0: Okay. Um, uh, how many yards is Patrick Mahomes gonna put up through the air this year?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, well, he's doing short yardage now. So the average average pass is going to be, what, 10, 15 yards this year mm-hmm. on a good day? I would you know, say probably, and, and, yeah. Yeah, long ones are going to be in the 25, 30-yard range, depending on, you know, the run back. But, uh, you know, after catch yards. But I would sit there and say that, you know, probably about 4,200,
0: 4,300. Right on. Right on. How many touchdowns is he going to throw this year? 37. 37 all right now i'm gonna stretch you out travis kelsey it holds the record for consecutive games over a thousand yards will travis do it again this year and how many yards will he have
2: uh if he makes a thousand yards it'd be about one thousand and two
0: <laughs> right over i actually i don't disagree with you i think you'll break a thousand but i'm thinking a thousand fifty honestly for yeah. Myself. Well, the,
2: the reason for it is is that you know i mean everyone has a face in reality okay there's a breaking point to everything and what happens is is that they also have new talent okay uh you know in the receiver courts and the tight ends Yep. And part of and part of that is okay. What we need to do is we need to save, you know, key players. Okay, for key downs, all right. And you know, let's let everybody else do the bread and butter plays. Well, when right. you do that, now you're starting to take away from Kelsey because now you got four or five receivers that seem to be able to, able to catch the ball and get away to, to catch the ball, as compared to basically what two last year, you know, right? And right. Uh, you know, Kelsey and uh, Hill. So, you know, uh, you know, because, you know, other people weren't doing that. Well, I mean, Pringle did okay, you know, uh, court obviously didn't, but, you know, so he's going to spread the ball around more. So Travis is not going to get the ball as as often. Right. And the other thing that Travis is very, very good at is blocking. Okay. Yes. And, uh, you know, and you know, the, you know, the clock keeps, you know, clock keeps ticking, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so they'll use him less. and So he'll get less, less, less yardage.
0: Right on. I can totally agree. I can totally get behind that, that, uh, that theory right there. I, I agree with you 100% by adding Juju and MVS and all those guys that are going to be able to catch the ball. And like you said, 15, 20 yards, you know, plus an additional 10, 10, 15 after the catch, um, you know, they're going to spread it out quite a bit. Yeah. Travis, uh, I, I hope he gets a thousand. I hope he can kind of keep his streak going, but if he doesn't, I don't think it's the end of the world.
2: No, no. What matters is that we win. Yes. Okay. It doesn't take two people to win. It takes a team to win. Yep.
0: Very much so. And we've proven that last year when we just had the two that were out there running around and everybody was guarding and blocking. Well, that's true. And, uh, you know, they're still going
2: to be after Kelsey. Okay. Because he's a, what is it? Sixty some odd percent. You know, I mean, I forgot what the number was, but uh, you know, they're still going to be doing him, which is going to open up other people. Right. And uh, you know, and Hill's gone. Okay. So they're not gonna be covering Hill, but they've got a whole bunch of other people to cover. And from looking at preseason, okay, uh, it looks like we're gonna be running about a 70% pass offense.
0: So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your view on on our running back core since we since we talked about it, you know 70 percent in the air? Uh you watched it, uh Alaire, uh Pachenko, uh McKinnon. And, um, uh, Ronald Jones Jr. Is now our starting, uh, running backs. What do you think of that group of guys?
2: Well, first off in preseason. Okay. Only the first quarter makes any sense to me. The rest of it. Okay. I can't gauge anything. All right. I'm not talented enough to gauge that. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's what coaches do. They put, you know, they put all the second, third and fourths out there. Okay. Uh, in the first quarter of all, you know, the, the three, the three games, the, the two games where the starters played, yeah. the running game didn't exist. Yep. Okay. And I mean, I think there was one run and, uh, and I'm not even sure who it was, it was for like 11 or 12 yards. Uh, but other than that, everyone stopped at the line of scrimmage. Okay. Yeah, every- I, either either we got starters who don't know how to run, or we got linemen who don't know how to block. It's one or the other. But those were the starters that were out there in the first quarter, of those first two games, and uh, basically they just went to the pass game. Right. And uh, you know they were picking up, you know, two yards here, three yards here, and so on and so forth. There wasn't any. And there was no one doing breakout runs. Okay. And, uh, no one's, no one's going around the end. They were running everything up the middle. Why? I don't know. Maybe they're practicing. I have no clue. But, uh, so as far as the run game, uh, I don't see anybody really shining right now. I suppose
0: that'll happen later. Well, it'll be interesting to see that for sure. Um, so do you think, and of course it's preseason and I get that. Do you think Andy Reid stays vanilla during preseason not to show his hand for what he's got coming in the regular season? And maybe that's why the run game didn't look as good with the starters. Or do you think that, you know, is it just that our that our running back core is just not really that great?
2: Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, all the coaches play chess in preseason. Okay. I mean, all 32 teams do that. And, you know, they're not going to show everything. Uh, but then on the other hand, um, you know, some of the, you know, some of the running backs and some of the other preseason games with starters out, you know, we're doing much better even against our defense. All right. Right. And um, what happens is that, um, you know, there's only so many trick plays in a book. Okay. Right. That you can come up with. And, you know, you got 17 games. Okay. So you can't rely on trick plays. Okay. To get you to the, you know, to the end at the end of the year. So, you know, basically to be honest with you, either, as I said before, either line's not blocking. Okay. Or they're not running. Okay. Or they don't know how to cut or whatever, or they're scared or whatever. That's in preseason. Now, when, the when, the, you know, the game's on the line, then that's a different story. Right. You know, because I mean, what are they give preseason? Seventy percent, maybe. You know, especially the veterans, right? And uh, you know, the other players, okay, they're given one hundred and ten percent, okay, but they their knowledge base is about forty percent. So <laughs> you know, you don't really get a good idea, right? Know? Right? Are you are you do are you are you get there is part.
0: You know? Yep. Well, and that's then that's why we have preseason, so we get a chance to see some of these players and and kind of gauge them. And like you said, uh, you know, those coaches are way smarter than we are. You know, they know what they're looking for in in these preseason games and how to gauge it out a little bit better than than uh, Mm -hmm. us uh, armchair quarterbacks, you know, who just sit in the stands and eat popcorn and and piss and moan about the shit that they do. But, um, you know, that's why they make the big money.
2: (laughs) I'll tell you one thing, though, you know, as far as a backup from a home's goes, I'm glad that they put that Cajun kid in there. I can't remember his last name because I can't pronounce it. Uh, They kept him on the roster. Uh,
0: Bouchelle. Michelle. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of the movie The Water Boy. Okay, but I just can't help it. You know? <laughs> but but at any rate, you know, I mean, he he his poise is like Patrick Mahomes, which is kind of interesting in my opinion. So and
0: I think that is probably why they went ahead and kept three quarterbacks. Uh Andy has this thing with veteran, you know, Chad Henney. You know, he's always had a veteran backup, uh, whether it be Henney or Moore or Nick Foles or you know, all these different ones he's had over the years but he has this certain thing about those veterans. So I think that's why Henny is still there, but I think there's something in, in Bouchelle that uh, um, I think is going to probably keep him on that Kansas city roster for, for a couple more years to come. So
2: either that, or, you know, uh, you know, do put him in the situation we were in with San Francisco doing all their second string quarterbacks Mm -hmm. and uh, he may be good trade fodder in the
0: future too. Well, that is very true too. Yeah, very much. So Um, I know that there was talks that if they, if they went ahead and cut him from the 53, that that a lot of people thought maybe he gets scooped up real quick and they wanted, they definitely wanted to keep him in Kansas city. Yeah.
2: Well, they tried to scoop him off the practice squad last year
0: Yes, and they had to lock him down. Yeah. What okay. was it? Uh, did, was it Detroit or do you remember who it was? that was trying no, to get him. No, not at all. Okay.
2: But all I, all I know is there were, you know, they, uh, there were several teams that were trying to pick him up and uh, you know, and the chief's locked him down. Right. You know? And so any rate, uh, you know, so he, he he's something to watch for the future if something else goes wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's something we can feel, we can feel good about if uh, something would actually happen to Patrick. So, you know, who knows? The water boy may make good. You- <laughs> was now all
2: we gotta do is figure out how to get course forest gump in the backfield,
0: right? Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that is a truth. <laughs> all right, Daryl. Thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, you don't even know. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much. All and right, it's have so a great day. So good to see you again.
2: Yes. Bye.
0: Bye. All right, so uh, yeah, Phil's back with us now. Here, uh, Daryl Daryl Jordan has left. Uh, that was uh, I'm I'm not going to lie, Phil. That was that was pretty great.
1: Well, that was a I pretty did, great interview. I did not listen, so I will and look forward to this being posted so I can hear what he had to say.
0: Right on. He Got did it? a really good job. He did, he really did. Uh, you yeah, is that what you wanted to say?
3: No. Um. So he me- he had mentioned um halfway through that. You know he he gave us his predictions for what this season's gonna be ah. um and I don't know if we'll talk about more about that in episode ten but he did say that he was what do you say uh twelve and five um wild card and i i at the point where I kind of really agree because the a f c west is going to be a tough division this year with Wilson going to denver herbert and um I would say San Diego, but LA, you know, and (laughs) we, we all say it, we, we are going to have such a tough division this year, whether we go one and one against each team, but like, I feel like the chargers have just been so good the last couple of years. Herbert is such a good quarterback. And I, I think he's right in the fact that we're going to have a challenge when it comes to anybody in the NFC. And I don't know what divisions we play in the NFC this year, I haven't really wow. looked at the schedule a whole lot, but
1: it would not surprise me if three of the four in the AFC West go to the playoffs. Oh, would yeah. Not, would, yeah. Not me, would not surprise me one bit. But yeah. now I'm gonna quote it now. We will not go one on one against all the teams.
0: No, we won't go oh, yeah. one on one against the Raiders. We'll we'll no. we'll take that.
3: Yeah, I think I think the Raiders are the one that we won't. Yeah. I think the Chargers and the Broncos, we will definitely one and one against them. Well, it's it's not to be
0: one. I
2: don't know for about one. That.
1: I'm, you know, and I, I'm we're going to lose it. I'm not, I think we'll go one-on-one against chargers. I agree with that hundred percent.
3: We're going to lose to them at home. Yeah.
1: Um, we'll lose to them at home. Denver. I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Yeah. It's Russell Wilson's th- first year, you know, new team, new scheme. Um, yeah. He doesn't scramble anymore. You know, he's a pocket passer, you know, eight out of 10 times. Whereas, you know, five, seven years ago, you know, he, would he was a runner. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sold that he's the deciding factor on that team. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think, I, I don't think we'll go one-on-one against them. I, I think it's more San Diego yeah
0: all right gentlemen all right all right before we get before oh, yeah we get, yeah
1: because we're yeah because we're, we're going on the
0: next podcast already we're already moving on to the next yeah. podcast <laughs> we are going to discuss this because i have i have some of my own opinions when it comes to the afc west and um i don't know that uh i don't know that the, the professionals will agree with me but uh, um i will save those predictions for next next okay. uh next week's pod um, next week will be episode 10. And next week will be the wives club. Hopefully. So, you know, you drag her ass down here and make that happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sarah
0: and Bobby will be on. Um, also next week, if you get a chance next, uh, next Wednesday, uh the rocker chick bobby will be on the united states paranormal as we recorded that episode tonight so she uh-huh. will be filling in as my special guest uh host uh since alicia couldn't make this uh this week so get excited it, it turned out really well hopefully you guys will like it but yeah so bobby be on with me um next uh uh well it, it would be tomorrow no it'll yeah. be tomorrow If you this podcast is going to come out next Tuesday, that'll come out Wednesday. So, nice. Nice. If you look, at... uh, podcasts podcasts are hard. (laughs) You're you're doing some back to the future and end of the future show. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. So on tomorrow's episode of United States (laughs) Paranormal, the rocker chick will be with me as we talk about Willows Weep. So please, nice,
3: mom. Mom, listen. I'm glad we can convince you to come on to Tussot because I feel like. Not listening to that episode yet, you probably had a lot of fun doing it. So
0: she did. She had fun. She would yeah. she she totally threw me under the bus in the opening oh, and awesome. continued throughout in certain spots to take uh, cheap shots at me. And it was I just it was a beautiful. <laughs> I just wish she would open it up like I wish
3: you would have given her the opener. And she'd be like, I'm Bobby, one time <laughs> podcast guest, and my husband is a <laughs> whore for podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you right. told her that before she probably would have done it <laughs> uh yeah. everybody uh thank you for listening to the indiana chiefs fans i know we kind of ran a little bit long i don't even know what we're at right now but uh,
1: uh we didn't start till 8 40 year time so it's not okay that
0: bad. all right cool cool um yeah we want to i want to thank daryl for coming on and uh and telling us uh some uh kansas city history and and his uh growing up as a chiefs fan that was like i said it was great hopefully you guys enjoyed that also uh, i'm glad chico could make it i know he's out in pa right now and and you know he's uh working some long hours out there so thanks for making it into the, the show
3: <laughs> working yeah. long hours or drinking tall beers i well, don't know
0: what i on. doing is <laughs> that he's drinking lots of beers <laughs> Uh obviously uh I'm sorry your room smells like cat shit. <laughs>
1: By the way, that's who called me was the wife because I asked where the Febreze was. <laughs> oh
0: nice, nice. Uh, oh the yeah, damn cats. And uh, feel free to uh, check out uh, all the other podcasts here on the Golden Mojo Entertainment uh, Network, which includes our friends at the United States of Paranormal, where we talk everything cryptid, spooky and uh, paranormal. And we just we just have a good time doing it. Also, uh, the Murder Nerds, that's Alicia and uh, Ashley talk true crime all over the world. And if there was a murder and it's unsolved, they want to tell you all about it. Uh my one of my personal favorites the call guys uh you know they talk about uh, everything uh, pop culture related so you can talk about movies or uh top what else you guys talk about top um, um oh, they, everything. they movies, talk about these TV shows sports
1: don't they talk about dropping the homeless
0: guy off uh, yeah they always talk oh, about the, picking out the I do
3: guy. I do okay so guys <laughs> I'm I'm driving here to PA And you know, you gotta drive that long trek through the plains of the state of Ohio.
0: Ohio am I here? (laughs)
3: Ohio. I'm driving along there and I look at my my counterpart who's driving with me and I say, Hey, we gotta pull over. I gotta pick somebody up. (laughs) 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 My boy. My boy has been sitting there in his box for the last three weeks, and he's ready to come (laughs) on to the Indiana Cheese <laughs> podcast. So let's go pick up that homeless guy from in front actually. Of
1: uh, we 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 found him a home while you weren't on earlier. We did find the homeless Cleveland gay a home. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's at Colton's house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fort Wayne,
0: Indiana. <laughs> uh-huh. We know exactly where to take him and drop him. Oh, off.
3: can we? Can we just send Nagy there too? And oh! just.
0: Uh... Oh hell. <laughs> what what would he do if we actually could get Matt <laughs> a homeless Maggie guy knock with... on, on Colton's front
3: door? That's a bad. That's a, that's the opening to a bad joke. Matt and Aggie and a homeless guy walk up to Colton's door.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, I just had to. I had to. Th- I was waiting for you to say i was waiting
3: for a moment i was waiting for a moment to bring in the homeless guy but i did i i passed the cleveland side one of the cleveland signs you know one of the five thousand cleveland signs on the way to pennsylvania and i finally snapped a picture of one and sent it over and was like about to go pick up my boy (laughs) (laughs) so
0: uh, so, so yeah cool. listen to the call guys uh, <laughs> they're released every monday night to all the pop culture sports movies and, and they they cover it well uh you know we we like to have a good time with our with uh, our boy colton and giving him a hard time so
3: yeah yeah a couple weeks from now we have a couple interviews coming up we have some other stuff going on that's going to be super fun so
0: yep yeah beer yeah. 30 is coming boys and girls beer 30 <laughs> uh and also last but not least you can check out golden image podcast where uh it's me chico and the skywalker we like to go out have adventures so that you can go out and have adventures of course all of us indian chiefs fans murderers to stop golden image and the call guys are all on facebook all you gotta do is just look them up so and,
1: oh, yeah. sorry jeremy go ahead i forgot did we Talk about the funeral arrangements oh no we did I not know. i was like crap we're closing the show out
0: and yeah go ahead yeah, do, yeah let's do a little announcement on uh on on lynn dawson's uh, funeral arrangements
1: yeah uh, his uh funeral will be september um 16th what, 16th yep. at 11 o'clock it is open to the public but it is the funeral only i believe so I do plan on going because I will be in Kansas City. Um, I'll take pictures if, you know, I can get anywhere close to anything or just to show the crowd. Um, So I'll try to do my best to get video or pictures um, of that event. And the other interesting thing that you can do, I believe it was Thursday, September 1st. Oh, tomorrow. Yep. (laughs) Well, shit, it's going to be too late for this podcast, but... (laughs) (laughs) But they welcome to podcast
3: world, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just realized
1: that I'm like, crap. Well, anyway, um, they're opening up uh Arrowhead, so people they're setting up a special tribute for Lynn Dawson in there, and um, people can go in for free. Um, I'm suspecting that that will probably be there during the regular season. I'm hoping,
0: I would or, imagine it probably will know. be
1: so you know, but yeah, for anybody listening who's a football fan a Lynn Dawson fan, um. Loves old school players, you know, that's in the Kansas City metro area. Google it and uh, I'll see you there. I'll do my best to get video or pictures.
0: Right on. There you go. Yeah.
1: Sorry to interrupt you there at the end. No, term. you're fine. We popped we into did. my
0: head. Yep. We talked about it. It's been it's been a, a full-blown uh, episode of uh, Indiana Chiefs fan the night. So <laughs> we've had a lot going on. We've got a lot to talk about. and you know, we are about to hit uh, week number one. Uh, with that's the, right at arizona kansas city, kansas city at arizona so,
1: okay, <laughs>
0: so I'm,
1: my uh buddy should be going to the game i asked him to get video and or pictures um and send them our way
0: nice nice that'll be fun uh you'll notice that uh i'll 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 tell you about that later uh all right guys let's go ahead and wrap this up and uh so from our little slice of chief kingdom right here in the great state of indiana i only have uh uh, you know one question how about those Chiefs? chiefs later